The Buccaneers come up short in Detroit as their season comes to an end and the Detroit Lions move on to the NFC Championship. That and more on this live episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live post-game reaction episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day we want to thank you for making locked on bucks your first listener view every single day don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and of course you can follow along on twitter i am james yarko at jarko underscore bucks he is david harrison at d harrison 82 we are your credentialed members of the media covering the tampa bay buccaneers i'm the deputy editor of sb nations BucksNation.com. david is over at bucksgameday.com sports illustrated's fan nation site covering the tampa bay buccaneers and we are coming to you live from ford field after the buccaneers have lost to the detroit lions 31 to 23 uh and yeah david that that oh join subtext.com slash locked on bucks text with me it's a good time coming up on today's episode we're going to uh turn the page of sorts and we're going to talk about our biggest takeaways from this game and potentially uh from the season depending on how long-winded james jargo gets but first we do have to talk about this game the uh detroit lions like james just said defeat the tampa bay buccaneers 31 to 23 uh depending on when you turned it on how much you watched that closely you watched you might think that the game was closer than that score you might think that the game was not as close uh, as that score, certainly if you watched from like the last two minutes of the third quarter into the middle part of the fourth quarter, you probably think the latter. But if you watch the rest of the game, I mean, this really was a competitive game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out and, and you know, just like we basically said, uh, we thought they would keep it competitive. Um, unfortunately, I did predict predict a Detroit Lions win um, to make Paul happy because that's what I'm here to do. I did go ahead and waffle back on that and I don't regret that whatsoever. But unfortunately, the Detroit Lions proved uh, Evan Klosky and myself correct in our initial predictions, and believe me, uh, we spoke to Evan here at Ford Field. Um, yep, mysteriously disappeared after the game. <laughs> like we didn't see him in the locker room, didn't see him at the press conference. But the lightning are across the street. But the lightning so are across the street. Maybe so that's probably where he is. Yeah, maybe he ducked out and decided to go uh, go watch the lightning in the Red Wings. But yeah, always good to see Evan. But you know, look, that's the way it happens with the Buccaneer season over. But James. Talk about this game. What was your biggest moment from this divisional round matchup? Yeah, the biggest moment for me in this one was the sack by Kalijah Kansi in the second quarter. And look, the Lions were marching. Uh, they were leading 10 to 3. And, and really, they had control of the game up to that point. And then it was third and one from their own 49-yard line. So they're at midfield. A first down is probably going to put them, you know, getting close to field goal range. They can tack on some more points at the end of the half. But instead... Kalijah Kansi, rookie sensation, sacks Jared Goff for a four-yard loss. The Lions are forced to punt. And then what does Baker Mayfield and the offense do? Oh, nothing besides go 92 yards in a minute and 13 seconds, thanks to Mike Evans being Mike Evans and then Kate Otten in the end zone for the score. And that completely flipped the game. At that point, the Bucs stole momentum. They tied the game with 10 seconds left in the in the or 15 seconds left uh in the first half and um yeah if it would have been nice if they could have capitalized on that the opening 
drive of the second half. But in, in the end, you know, that really got the Bucks back in this one when it looked like Detroit had complete control. And also, no, I'm not staying home. <laughs> Fausto coming through, telling James, who is still yet to cover a win from the press box. That's brutal. That's that's brutal. But listen, you guys are Bucks fans. You know, it's not it's not James's fault. That's just kind of how it how it how it works out sometimes in a divisional round playoff matchup. I mean, it's it's good on good, right? That's pretty much the point uh, of the postseasons. And I know you're joking, so at least I hope you're joking. If you're not, then Please joke because he's, he's not going to stay home next season. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of people are pointing out in the live chat that, you know, the Buccaneers, just by doing what they've been able to do, have have exceeded expectations, right? And, and I go back to all the way to preseason, my expectations included. Like, I'll, I'll freely out myself and, and talk about myself because I was on the train of don't bring Baker Mayfield in here because I think Baker makes you just good enough to maybe fall into uh, the playoffs but not do – any real damage in the playoffs and then end up with a mid round pick uh, that, you know, doesn't potentially help you as much. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can find hall of famers at number 25 or number five, but you know, it really doesn't matter. But you know, this team has exceeded my expectations. Baker Mayfield has exceeded my expectations. Talk to him uh, real quick in the locker room after he did his press conference at the podium uh, and ironic, you know, awkwardly just introduced myself to him because I haven't been to a Buccaneers event yet this right. season. So I came with him and say, Hey, you know, Kind of weird to introduce myself to you here on the last game of the year, but just kind of talking, just said, you know, it's been a lot of fun watching you play this year, watching you guys play this year. I uh, wish you all the best moving forward. And, you know, he, he said some words uh, back to me that were very nice, contrary to what people think about Baker Mayfield a lot. You know, really, really think that this team overall over uh, overproduced, they outperformed, like, like everybody said, expectations. But for me, James, and, and I'm not trying to stay in the negative light here, but I think the three and out following uh, the Detroit Lions first touchdown of the second half was really kind of the pivotal moment for me. And when the when the Detroit Lions came down, scored that first touchdown of the second half, kind of said, you know, to myself sitting up there, like the, the, the Buccaneers have to answer uh, at, at least with points. You don't got to get a touchdown necessarily, but you got to at least get points. You got to come down uh, and you got to just go blow for blow with this team. And going three and out was the exact opposite, right? And, and this is where a little bit of frustration for me, for me personally comes in. And full disclosure, as the first quarter is kind of coming to a close, I'm sitting there. I got James Yark on one side. I got Colin Halibut with BucksGameDay.com on the other side. And I'm telling both these guys when I can amidst the loudness that is the city of Detroit when the Lions are in the playoffs. Um, Rashad White is running the ball for like 7.8 yards per carry, 6.1 yards per carry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he finished with exactly, but like he's, he's running the ball at a really good clip. And I was a little frustrated that Dave, Dave Canales, the office coordinator, wasn't going to that well a little bit more. Obviously, you can't go too much, you know what I mean? Um, but but just go there a little bit to go there a little bit more than he was. And in that specific three and out, uh, it was three passes. You know, it was it was two screen quick passes, whatever you want to call them, um, and then a pass that was attempted to go downfield. And at that time, you know, I tweeted. I think it was Paul actually. You know, kind of kind of hit me up on Twitter and was like, "Hey, you know, don't talk that mess or whatever." But Baker was looking uncomfortable. He was looking. Uh, like he had a lack of confidence. He was double clutching. He was pump faking uh, when it wasn't like it wasn't like to get a defender to do something. It was I want to throw this. No, I don't want to throw this. Now I pull it back. And, you know, to to force him to kind of get into that rhythm. I think that's what Dave was trying to do. But mm -hmm. I think from a total aspect of it, you know, run the ball. Rashad White is really cooking and, and get that thing going. But, you know, it, it's all, you know, hindsight and all that stuff. Uh, but ultimately, like you guys all said, the Buccaneers made a lot of waves this season. And I'm happy to, that they did. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. And I think, you know, it was it was a solid game plan, in my opinion, from Dave Canales. But what Dave Canales has done so well for a lot of this season is he's been able to been able to adjust to what the defense is allowing for them. And so we've seen a lot of times where he was stubborn with the run. 
and you know started to bounce things outside and in that opened up for him or maybe it was the passing game like last week against the eagles to trey palmer and kate otten and you know other contributors and and that's what they went with in this one it seemed like the the game plan was i'm gonna attack through the air because so many teams are having success through the air against this secondary and you're you're 100 right. He should have adjusted a little bit better to feed the hot hand in Rashad White. And and I do understand that Rashad left with an injury. He was able to come back in. It was the drive that he scored the touchdown on. But you you take a look at a guy who finished with 6.1 <clears throat> excuse me 6.1 yards per carry. You need to feed him more. And and that in turn is going to open things up. And I realize at the end of the game, there's only so much that you can do. And it was it wasn't a great decision or a great pass by Baker Mayfield. And obviously in that two minute situation, you're not going to be running the ball, but you go back to some of those earlier drives where they were going three and out, or, or they did start to stall because they went pass, 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 and then just kind of folded. You know, that was a situation where you needed to give it to Rashad White, those three and outs, you needed to continue to chip away. There was only one time that Rashad White really had a bad run. And that one was on Robert Hainsey. He got blown up right in the interior and Rashad got hit for a four yard loss. So he had an absolutely outstanding game. But we're going to talk about our biggest takeaways coming up here next on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion, that's a billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. But thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Continuing on, continuing on now with locked on Bucks, part locked on podcast network, your team every day. Thanks again for making us first listener, first view today and every day, every day as always, thanks for coming through on a regular basis. Like you do. Uh, don't forget that locked on is also launched the only and first ever 24 seven sports streaming channel, national sports streaming channel on YouTube, locked on sports today. Here for you 24-7. You got local experts of locked on plus national hosts and all your fantasy sports. You got little literally everything. Uh NFL draft season, it's all gonna be covered there. So if you ever need sports, locked on sports today on YouTube, 24-7 is there for you. Continuing this episode, we're now going to get into our takeaways. And James, I don't know if we're gonna have enough time. Uh, full disclosure, I am blind from the light that is on my laptop. I can't see the clock on our screen, so I have no idea what our time is at. Uh, we, we're at uh, <laughs> almost 12 minutes, so awesome. we're, we're good. So we're, so we're we solid. good. So we're, we're going to have a takeaway from this game, and then hopefully we can move into a takeaway uh, from the season as well. And, and I'll kick that off real quick. And my takeaway from the entire season and this game, so I'm going to kind of cheat here a little bit, is that this team's got a ton of a, a tons of potential. And I think when we talk about this team overperforming and outproducing 
uh, expectations. That's really what this shows you is that whether it's it's on the offense, whether it's on the defense, or whether it's even in the coaching staff, you know, nobody's perfect, right? We've seen Baker Mayfield make some some bad throws. We've seen Mike Evans have some uncharacteristic drops. We've seen blockers miss some blocks. We've seen tacklers miss tackles. We've seen Zion McCollum get beat in man coverage. Like people have flaws, right? And, and of course, that's never going to go away. But for all of the flaws that you can point to on this team, you know what I mean? You can say they don't have a third, you know, straight up pass rusher. Yaya Diaby certainly making the case to be that guy, but they don't have him, quote unquote, uh, just yet. Devin White's probably on his way out. Is KJ Britt the answer there? What's happening with Levante David? You look at safety. Is it going to be Zion McCollum? Is it going to be another free agent in another year? Or is it going to be a rookie that they draft? Like, there's a lot of holes, and honestly, that's just on defense. But for all the holes they have, they still won their division. They still made it to the playoffs, and they made it to the divisional round. And yes, the New Orleans Saints, you know, uh, I, I don't know if they were just, they were underperforming necessarily. I know that they disappointed a lot of people, but they were expected to be the kings of the NFC South. And, you know, everybody suffers injuries, but it's not like this New Orleans Saints team came in and by midseason, they're out, you know, eight, eight or nine, ten starters or anything crazy like that. Like, for the most part, they had their team for the chunk of the season. They just didn't perform. The Atlanta Falcons certainly look like they're probably taking a step back. The Carolina Panthers, who know what's going on with that? I don't know until David Tepper sells that team if they're going to do anything. And that's really kind of what I see with this team. Mike Evans is your elder statesman, but you have a lot of young talent that is going to continue to develop, continue to get experience, continue to grow. Um, and even when you go in that locker room, like obviously every guy in there is sad. Every guy in there is upset they didn't win and, and you know they wanted to keep their season going. But none of them, it wasn't a defeated feel. You know what I mean? It, I think that's the best way I can kind of say that. It wasn't a team that was defeated as much. And I know literally they were defeated, but you, hopefully you get like broken of spirit, but a team that just knows they have more to prove. And to a man, you talk to in there, they want to see Baker come back. If that's in the cards, they want to see Baker come back. They want to see Dave Canales come back. You know, love to see him get a head coaching opportunity, but they selfishly, they want Dave Canales back in the building as the offensive coordinator. And even Todd Bowles, for all of his flaws, and we've talked about them certainly over the year and all that stuff, these guys play for him. They play for each other. They play for Dave Canales. Now, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers thing, the New Orleans Saints loss, those things still happen. Okay, so there's a lot of room to grow, but I think that should be the exciting part of this thing is when you look at what they've already done and how much room they have to still grow, that should make you excited because you're on the on the, the precipice, I think, of arguably perhaps the most dominant NFC South run in the history of this division. And I think that's something worth getting excited for this offseason. Yeah, there there is a lot of of excitement, especially with the young core of this team for sure. Now we're gonna get into the the draft conversations, the free agent conversations, because there are some serious building blocks and, and some serious core leadership that may not be here next year. But I think when you, when, you know, some of the things that you're talking about and, and taking a look at the youth of <clears throat> the youth of this team, the leadership of this team, the, the skills of this team and kind of the situation that they were in this year with, $81 million in dead cap and, and to rise to the occasion and, and really be able to put themselves in a situation where they were on this field playing for the right to go to the NFC championship and, and be one of the final four. I mean, how many people picked them to be in the elite eight? And, and the answer is not many, not many at all. And you're, you're hundred percent right. You know, there's, there's a lot of love for uh, Baker Mayfield and, and Dave Canales and, and those guys in that locker room. And that brings me to, my biggest takeaway, and it's it's kind of a takeaway from today as well as on the season, and I'll get more in-depth in that moving forward. But 
This team loves Baker Mayfield. They do. Uh, from the coaching staff to the players, Mike Evans was talking about it after the game that he he was excited to have Baker because he knew what a great combination that that they could make and and what great chemistry they could have. Kate Otten talked about you know how much they've they've gravitated towards him and and how much they really love being around him and playing with him and and that he's a dude. You know he is a dude that is going to go out there and scratch and fight and claw every inch. And, and he said, you know, we always have a chance with Baker and Baker spoke about this team and, and how much not only the city of Tampa, but how much this franchise and this organization did for him and, and where he was not just as a football player, but as a person where he was in his life and what this, this organization did for him and how much he appreciates that and how much he loves them for that. And he flat out said, if I'm back, I want Mike back. Like that's my guy. And so he's going to bat for Mike the same way Mike, you know, essentially went to bat for for Baker. So I I truly believe and I I realize that you you kind of fought me on it uh way back in February or or March whenever I brought it up that Baker Mayfield was the quarterback that this team needed. Following Tom Brady, this was the guy that this franchise needed. And I think he's proved that. And not only has he proved that, but he's proved that he can get the Buccaneers to this level. And he darn near got them past this level. So this is a quarterback that this team can and wants to win with. So barring barring anything crazy, I think we're looking at Baker Mayfield being the quarterback of the Buccaneers, not only in 2024, but probably well beyond. I agree, which is not something I would have said nine <laughs> months ago. So, and that just shows you where they where they've come from. You know what I mean? But yeah, to a man, and I mean, and you look at some of these other teams, man. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are going through a situation where everybody was like, "Oh, they got to fire their head coach." And I know we've talked about Todd Bowles potentially being fired as well, but now you look at you know thirty days later, the Cowboys are in a situation where they're keeping their coach. Everybody's on. What are you? What are you crazy? The Eagles are, are, I guess, keeping their coach. I don't know. Maybe something official broke since we got into this into the into the stadium. But last we knew, it was like still ongoing. Maybe they're keeping them. Maybe they're not keeping them. And you know, and I know there's still gonna be some top bowl detractors. And, and again, I'm not sitting here telling you the top bowl is perfect or has convinced me that he's just the greatest head coach since sliced bread or anything like that. But certainly, again, obviously, at, at the end of the day, the que- the first question is, does this team play for the man leading the team? And this team certainly does. Yeah, and and obviously, there's going to be contract issues and and trying to get that worked out. But you think about Baker Mayfield's first year in Tampa. Dave Canales' first year, not only in Tampa, but his first year as a play caller in the NFL, his first year as an offense coordinator. Todd Bowles and and the rest of this roster really growing and and improving and and exceeding expectations. I mean, how many times can we say it? But getting to do that for another year now, if you can bring the band back together and and keep them all together, it's going to be huge. And, And I certainly believe that with a couple of tweaks, a couple of changes, but making sure you're bringing your guys back, this team can go farther than the divisional round in 2024. But stick around, folks. We have a uh, we have an announcement coming up here on the other side here on Locked On Bucks. 
The NFL playoffs are progressing, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets just for placing a $5 bet. Win, lose, draw, $150 bonus bets right there for you to use on the Detroit Lions to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the app is super easy to use, and there are a ton of different ways uh, to bet. You can do live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make your own parlay uh, in the Parlay Hub. It is the best way to find a popular parlays and, of course, much, much more. Your standard money lines, your spreads, your over-unders, um, you know, FanDuel, it's so it's so much fun, and it really is super easy. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a live post-game reaction episode of Locked on Bucks. James Yarko, David Harrison, coming to you from Ford Field. And in honor of, of Mr. Bob Seeger, who was here, you go all, you all watching on the YouTube, see uh, the, the phrase, turn the page over here to, uh, to the side of me. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to give the floor to David Harrison. All right. So, yeah. So as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wrap up their season, right? Obviously, the eyes are on the future. I saw a lot of comments said that the offseason is going to be very interesting. And certainly it is. What's going to happen with Mike Evans? What's going to happen with Baker Mayfield? What's going to happen with potentially Dave Canales, you know, being paid so much that he goes to coach the Carolina Panthers. Just a lot of questions up in the air, a lot of transition possibly going to be happening. And I say fortunately, I think James is going to say unfortunately, but I say fortunately, uh, there's going to be some transitions happening uh, here at Locked on Bucks. One of the reasons it was so important for me uh, to get up here to cover this game with James every day, as you know, I haven't been able to cover a Buccaneers game in person all season long. Um was because when this season ends for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is today, uh, my time on Locked on Bucks is also coming to an end. So this is uh, something that's been all season long. This has been the kind of the plan behind the scenes uh, for James and I and for the network and for our boss, Ross Jackson, who I know a lot of you hate him from his Locked on Saints president, but trust me, he's a great dude, great boss, great leader. You know what I mean? He's really helped us kind of transition into this whole thing. And every day, I'm sure you've noticed uh, this season, especially James is doing like, 88.9% of the work. You know what I mean? Granted, I'm doing the most important 11. You know what I mean? But he's doing the, the other 88.9% of the work, if not more. Um, and that's kind of part of it. You know, part of it was to help James prepare to become the solo host of Locked on Bucks for you, provide you guys the best Buccaneers coverage you can get on a podcast because I think that's what we built here. Um, but also to, uh, to carve out what his identity is going to be on this show. I've been able to do that with Locked on Commanders. Uh, I started there with a, with a co-host. I live in Virginia. I cover the commanders on a daily basis. A lot of you already know that. Um, so this is an opportunity for both of us to branch out even further and grow uh, as individuals as much as we've grown as a team. And we certainly have. Uh, I would never would be sitting here with you if it wasn't for James Jarko. Uh, we wouldn't be sitting here with you all if it wasn't for you all. So you guys are, are all a big part of this as well. I'm not done covering the Buccaneers. I still am going to be a staff writer uh, for BucksAndDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. Um, which, you know, could eventually lead down the road to some guest appearances or, you know, James and I will be in the press box. You guys will still see us at Bucks games and, and all that stuff. But, you know, I think 
most of you probably like if you really sat down and think about not that you really thought about my future but you know i moved to virginia i start covering the commanders on a daily basis that's kind of the natural progression uh, of things but at the end of the day this is a great opportunity for for james and he deserves it uh to run a show by himself really you know turn this show into an embodiment of his work and, and your guys's influence and and you know you guys mean the world to me james obviously means the world to me i appreciate everything that you guys have given to me i'm living I'm sitting in Detroit, Michigan, in the in you know the middle of January, covering a football game. You know, what I mean, covering an NFL playoff game. That's what I do for a living. Like this is my job. I mean that that's amazing to me. And when I started doing this kind of stuff in 2015, which seems like such a long time ago, but not that long ago at the same time, like I never would have imagined that I'd be sitting here with Ford Field behind me, having this conversation with you all. But I greatly appreciate all of you. Greatly appreciate this guy next to me. Um, I'm going to miss you all. You know what I mean? But uh, good news is commanders go to Tampa uh, next season. So I'll see Ray J. I'll be back in Tampa and uh, you'll see my ugly mug for a crossover episode uh, sooner than you think. Yeah, I mean, right on cue, destined for greatness in the chat crossover Thursday. So James and David, that that will be happening at some point this season. And look, um, you know, David and I, we we've talked about this in the past, um, but a lot of you are are new to the show it's not something that we talk about all the time but david and i met years and years ago now God, <laughs> we've been doing this a long time uh we met years ago when we started working over at the pewter plank together thanks to alan Schechter, uh just non-stop bothering me to join him over at the pewter plank that's where i met david and i think i had been there for about i don't know almost a year at that point and I decided I wanted to get kind of into the podcast world. And David said, hey, uh, I'll do it with you if you want. And so we started working on putting together a plan for a podcast. We got, you know, it was called Walking the Plank. And and we had a theme song and, and it was a lot of fun. We had Trevor Sikama on back then. And, you know, before he really, really exploded into what, what he is now. And, and we had Mark Cook, RIP, on uh, a couple of times. And... Carmen Car well, she was never. I was. I don't think they were ever on walking the plank. But uh, David texts me, and and he says, "Look, I just applied for us to host Locked On Bucks. I hope you don't mind." And you know, we're going from doing like a two-hour show once a week to all of a sudden five days a week, and this show is not happening without this guy. You know this this opportunity. All of this stuff is because he had the foresight to say, you know what, we can do this. We can pull this off and we can join this, this up and coming network. And maybe it turns into something and maybe it doesn't, but it's worth a shot. And, and for that, I am eternally grateful to, to somebody that I feel honored that I can call one of my best friends. And so for us to have done this show together since November of, of 2017, um, it's been a heck of a run. You know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We've covered training camps together. We covered a Super Bowl together. We were in, you know, the, the COVID virtual, you know, Super Bowl media week. It was, it was crazy. And it was all because this guy was like, you know what? It's worth a shot. Why, why don't we give it a try? And so, um, you know, from the bottom of my heart, David, I want to thank you for the last you know, six years that, that we've done this together and uh, certainly going to, to miss you keeping me in line. These, these 
guys don't know the amount of content you saved them from. Um, but you know, you've been crushing it over at Locked On Commanders. You've been killing it with your daily coverage of of them, and and obviously, I and and all of our listeners wish you nothing but the best. And don't worry, he'll still be on the show. But you know, probably, I don't know. I might start bugging you around draft time. I might start bugging you around draft time. We'll see. But um, no, again, David, this this show, these viewers that we have uh, killing it in the in the live chat, our our listeners, making this the number one Buccaneers podcast out there. It, it's all because of you. And and for that, again, I I thank you. And uh, it's been a hell of a ride, buddy. Yeah, man. And you know what? We got to thank David Locke too. David Locke is one hundred percent. Literally, just emailed him out of the blue and was like, "Hey, you got an opening? I want a job." Let's do this. Um, and, and he's, he's taken us to, to new heights. You know what I mean? But I mean, look at the end of the day, and this is, you know, this is on you guys too. Like we, like we need your help because I'm invested. Like I may not be a co-host on the show anymore. I may not be here every day, but I'm invested. Like I'm invested in this show. I'm invested in James. I'm invested in the Bucks fan base. I'm invested in Bucks coverage. Um, you know what I mean? So this still me, it's not like I just walk away from here and it just goes away. Um, I'll tell you right now, like, I don't, I don't know numbers and, I, and I'm not going to you know, out anybody, but like, it's not common for a show to go from two hosts to one host and be successful um so when i did that when i was able to do that with locked on commanders i was given a lot of praise and kudos because that was a fairly rare thing to do is to take a show from two to one host and keep it alive and actually make it better and i give all the credit to the commanders fans who have come through and supported me and, and been a part of that growth um but also again we grow together so james is a part of my my success over there you guys are going to help james keep this show uh as good as is as it is and allow him to grow it even further uh, along with you. I'm confident in that. And we'll both be able to be people who people say, look, look it doesn't usually work, um, but we're going to make it work. And, and I'm fully confident in that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people to thank. There's not enough show to thank everybody, but appreciate you. Um, again, it's not the last you've heard of me. Again, I'm still going to be right for BucksGameDay.com. Um, that's one of the first things when I told Logan Robinson that I was leaving locked on Bucks. He's like, so what's that mean about uh, Bucks Game Day? So that's still going to be a thing. As long as, as long as Sports Illustrated Fan Nation's a thing, Bucks game day is going to be a thing and I'll be over there. So don't worry about that. But yeah, really appreciate all of you. And, uh, you know, talk to you soon. All right. And that's going to do it for this live post game episode of Locked on Bucks. I will be back tomorrow with more thoughts on the fallout of this game. That's going to be time to turn the page again, you know, for different reasons. But it's time to start uh, start looking ahead to what the Buccaneers are going to do moving forward into this offseason. In the meantime, please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com and BucksGameDay.com. Make sure that you are subscribed to YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And uh, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 